day. And the guy who was in there, you know, he was like, oh, you know, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, an acrobat. I'm a circus performer. You know, usually, you know, you say that and you, you get the obvious like, oh, you know, do you tame lions? Yeah. But this guy skipped that whole step and just went straight to, hey, what's the sex like? Which one? Which one? Is already so... Well, what's in his mind? Already so creepy as, a, as an Uber driver. But also, when I thought about that, I don't know about you, but I get that question a lot. Like, second very closely to when I explain I do circus and people ask the obvious, like, you know, naive questions about it. Very closely in second, I always get asked, what's the sex like? And as a circus performer... I you never, never thought about it. <laughs> I never really... Not even once, but I'm speaking for the general population who, who don't do circus. I guess it's a pretty strong thing on their mind. They, they see people who move well and they go, oh man, their sex <laughs> must be great. <laughs> and um, I guess gymnasts and dancers, and they all fit into that category. But it's funny because... I never really think about it. Do you get that question a lot? Do you get asked it? Yeah, to be yeah, to be honest, and I also ask it, like before, like when a friend was in mine was doing circus and I wasn't. I said like, "How's the sex though? Like, is it that good?" <laughs> <laughs> You're curious to know how that kind of body moves. Yeah, you know. We're flexible people. I don't know about you. Like, I don't know how adventurous your sex is. But, like, my, I feel like the only advantage, you know, both parties being flexible are from circus. I mean, flexibility flexibility and strength, I guess, is the main things that go towards it. Like, let's be honest. No one's doing, like, acrobatics in the bedroom. Like, that's just impractical and not sexual in any way. Yeah, no. The biggest benefit is subtle. You notice it when you're with... You know, I know when I'm with a sexual partner... And I, you know, we're getting busy. And th just say they don't do circus. I might try slide them into a position, roll over, or do something that I think is really easy. But then halfway through, I realize they don't quite have the flexibility for it. And then they get stuck. And there's a bit of an awkward, like, oh, fuck. leg shuffle or whatever it is. Oh, fuck. Yeah. A bit of an oh fuck moment. And a bit of a giggle, a sex giggle, which is always... It's always fun, but... <laughs> it's just a bit of a subtle thing that you don't realise when you're with another acrobat is you just move in and out of other pos positions effortlessly because you can just kind of... You don't have to work around the limitations of your body. You can just kind of like... Part, you can If you're laying on your back, you can pass through a straddle middle split and then get to your front really easily. Yeah. And like... And I think, like, we get used to our, like, mm. how to move, how to stretch. So when we're having sex, it's like, well, yeah, you have your legs open. <laughs> my hands are in your legs, but I'm not stretching you, you know? Yeah. So it's also, like, oh, kind are of you, different. Oh, are you talking about how it's so um, comfortable to be in such a, such a sexual position when training circus? Is that what you mean? Yeah, and, like, I feel like we're really comfortable with, like, bodies and, like, body handling. You know, like... You're used to handle a body yeah. because you stretch it, because you spot it, because everything. And then when you see your partner like laying down in the bed or like she's laying on top of you, it's some sort of like normal. It's not like uncommon to see one person like on top of you spreading your legs. Exactly. You know, and do you, think, do you think that's good or bad? Do you think we're desensitized to a bit of intimacy because like touching bodies for the most part of the day isn't an intimate thing? 
I feel like it's really comfortable because, well, for me, it's just like, okay, I'm used to this. That's a limitation that is not going to stop me. Like, I can go further than that. You know, in a, in a matter of connection, it might not be, like, super intimate, like, like the first time I had sex, you know, but... Yeah. I mean, it's different. And I never thought about it until you told me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Because there's also, there's also a fine line in which, you know, when you're stretching, I guess stretching is the big one. So someone's in a split and you're, and you're pushing them, um, like so overstretching them. So usually you've got like the inside of their thighs pushing them outwards or like you're just, you've got your hands on their ass and you're pushing them down, which isn't sexual yeah. at all. Usually either you're a trainer and it's a given or someone asks you to push them. Yeah, and you just push. There's definitely situations where like I, I did not much but I did a little bit of gymnastics when I was younger and there was a couple of trainers um, who uh, I remember kind of got in a little bit of trouble because you know some of the girls were uncomfortable about the approach which I can't relate to as a guy um, like you know what I mean there's not there's not gonna be any point as a guy we get a female trainer to to, to push us and then we feel uncomfortable like she'd really just have to cup your balls like intentionally <laughs> and, and only at that point would I go hmm maybe that wasn't <laughs> maybe that wasn't necessary that's not nice <laughs> but even then maybe she was just trying to like maybe she was just trying to move my balls out of the way so I could push down further in my split and in that case <laughs> thank you very much it's okay that's really thoughtful of you <laughs> so yeah, yeah, a lot of people getting in trouble. I guess it's I guess it's the difference between giving a push and then a slap on the ass afterwards. You know, the slap on the ass probably isn't necessary. Yeah. Um, it's well received though. Yeah. No, but there's also downsides to like sex in circus, which is like for example, I have a lot of turnout. Yes. Like a lot of turnout. Yeah. So when like I'm laying like. Well, face down. Yeah. And the girl is like in the bottom. Uh-huh. Like I have a lot of turnouts, so I have like no weight in my hips because I'm just like a lizard. So that's kind of like, and I don't wait. Oh, I don't. You, you, you never thought about it, eh? I don't quite get what you mean. So you've got a natural turnout in your hips, right? So you're, so you're laying on your back and your toes aren't pointing directly up. They're pointing towards opposite e- each wall, right? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. She's laying on her back. I'm on top. And both of my feet are, are like, pointing to the walls. Okay? Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you push there? <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you're in quite an awkward position to... To be thrusting, definitely. You yeah. don't have the. <laughs> I see. I get that description now. An awkward lizard, because, yeah, you don't kind of have that push of your toes into the bed to drive. Yeah, I could see how that's mm. definitely. I guess it's it's challenging. Yeah, it's challenging. I guess in that case, bowed legs would be better because even with bowed legs, you can still get some push. Yeah. Yeah, and also like the injuries in, and sex, you know? Inju- injuries and sex? What? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You're talking about it like it's circus practice. What, have you had injuries through sex? <laughs> I never had an injury through sex, but I had injuries yeah. that caused me not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to have to elaborate, please. So, for example, when I was training a lot of straps, I really hurt my back. Yeah. 
So like being on top, it was really painful because I couldn't hold myself in like a plank position. You know, it was really, really painful. Yeah. And like if I was on the bottom, it was really painful because like one girl was crushing me. <laughs> so my back was really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it, it was kind of like strange, you know, and I was like, well, it's because I've been training a lot. So my back really hurts and there's nothing I can do about it. And definitely when I'm more sore, you know, I've got like DOMS, I've got a bit of like delayed onset muscle soreness and um, I obviously like precariously move around a bit, like I'm not as vicious, that's probably not a good descriptive word for my sex, but maybe, maybe it's very apt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite mobile as I am, I kind, of, I, I kind of move around a bit more like a tortoise, I'm a bit more sensitive. I mean, that's kind of like the downside, you know, because, because you know you're not in like your best. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, totally. I wanted to, before, before we sign off, I wanted to cover something quickly. I guess while we're on the topic of sex and circus, which is open relationships and circus and kind of relationship orientations. Like a lot, a lot more people than I would have previously thought are polyamorous, not monogamous. And I was thinking about it for a bit, and I think it's... It's caused the two things. It's probably one because of just the free nature of people in circus in general slide towards that free love, multiple sexual partners, this kind of thing, multiple relationships, and the practical part of it because we're always traveling. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it has to do a lot of uh, with that though, with like the touring life. Like, yeah, I mean, and also you don't get stuck. Or you don't love one place, you know, and or one person. You start to love like this place and this person and this place or this person in this place so you just have to accept that you're just yeah, not a monogamous person yeah because it's way more practical you know we're, we're traveling all the time and if you're not traveling with your partner in a show or a company or if they're not just uh, doing the groupy thing and just following you around the world and mooching off your success then you definitely have to... And, and I mean, surely... Uh, and a lot of people in circus date other people who circus. So while you're touring, they're touring somewhere else. You're touring Europe and they're doing America. I feel like also long-distance relationships are really complicated to maintain. Mm. Also, they're really easy to like have Skype and like have a call and shit. But like you, when you have a relationship, you don't have a relationship through the phone, you know, or through Skype. You also want, uh, like, affectionate relationship. You have to be with the other person. Like, that's part of the relationship as well. Yeah. So I feel like that's challenging in, like, a different way. Like, the acceptance of being polyamorous is just... It's a better option. So what you're saying there, to sum that up, is just... Are you saying that it's more common for people to do the phone or Skype relationship or you're saying people aren't finding that that's satisfying the people that is doing like the long list distance relationship through the phone and stuff they're just starting to like give, give up because it's really hard and complicated yeah and they're just trying to like do the polyamorous thing Angel's a good example he like has phone sex pretty constantly with his partner back in mexico right doesn't he uh, yeah, but on the news, they broke up two days ago. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my... Okay, that's... We'll talk about that off the podcast. That's really <laughs> sad to hear, but also it's probably... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's for the best. It's very... It's shitty because a lot of relationships end up going this way, not because of a loss of lust and love, but because of the impracticality of 
maintaining a relationship. Yeah, and I feel like exactly that's what happened because, well, they didn't have any issues, so there wasn't like a third person. It was just like, it was really hard to communicate. They miss each other like a lot, so yeah. I feel like they end up in a really like good terms. You know, that comes with the lifestyle of traveling and stuff anyway. Like, any, it's not just circus performers that experience this. It's any person who has to travel, any performer or anyone who has to travel with work experiences this kind of thing. And then sex. At some point, and, you know, relationships becomes a convenience. You know, you may be with someone and then you travel and you don't, you're not in a relationship and then you come back together because it's convenient. Yeah. Because we need, we need people. We need love. Like, that's just part of our makeup. Yeah, yeah we have the need of affection. That's, that's for sure. We know we need to facilitate these things, you know, like emotional, mental, physical, all these kind of aspects, financial, I guess, in the society we live in. So as we go around and perform, we know that's also a part to keep our sanity, to keep our health. We need to be sexual. So it's more of a convenience. So, you know, these applications like Tinder, which, I mean, that's a long talk. I think that's 100% the downfall of society. Like, that's everything that's wrong with us. But I see the convenience <laughs> of it. Anyway, um, yeah, we should probably wrap it up, hey? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Here on the podcast, we work a bit freelance. I, I, I didn't even look at the watch, so... But I feel like we've run well over our cap of what we were aiming for. So. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up, huh? Wrap it up. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening again, guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'm not sure what we'll be talking about yet, but yeah, you'll be soon to find out. Yeah, thanks heaps. All right, peace, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Boys Guide to Circus podcast.